0: T T B music for class.
1: Oh, we're here. Sorry. Yes. podcast three
0: podcast three 2015, 2015
1: yes uh, what have we got for your delights this time around well we have uh the sixth album really uh from suzanne Sundfor, uh which is called 10 love Songs. we have i believe the second album from father john misty i love you honey bear also the second album from noel gallagher's high flying birds chasing yesterday we then have, uh, again, I think, the second. second album from Charlie XEX as well, uh, Sucker, and then the debut album from uh, The Shires, and the second album from Blackstreet Riders, The Ooh. Killer Instinct. Oh, by the, way, the Shires' album's called Brave, I forgot to say that, but... But, uh, but we'll start off... In a second. Yeah, with, with our uh, Nordic hat on. Yeah. Because we like a bit of Nordic. We do. Uh, and Suzanne Sund for Ten Love Songs. As I said, it's her sixth album. Uh, I would say this would have been a huge oversight by us, but apparently the previous albums only became available in the UK about 18 months ago, so... It was an oversight, perhaps, what by everybody oversight. else. As well. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Pete. Hey.
0: What did I think? Yeah. Love this album. Yeah? Yeah, I'll just come off the top and say that. Um, yeah, no, really enjoyed this album. Um, it... You can't escape the obvious <laughs> comparisons with. Well, I wonder what ABBA would sound like today. <laughs> Not a million miles away from this, I imagine. Um, but a well, really,
1: except on some of the tracks. But I don't, I don't, I don't think they'd have gone for the whole kind of a no? four and a half minute classical interlude. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Mid song.
0: I mean, yeah. Okay, fair point. And you've got you've got the, the you've got the use of the uh, the pipe organ and the use of the harpsichord. But that's aside. Um, some fantastic. <laughs> Um, synth pop and harmonies on this on this particular record um, from from the off actually it, it's just track after track after track and what I did like about this album as well lots of the tracks were actually looped together that is to say they near yeah, the start, yeah yeah they sort of linked link together didn't fading around um, which, which is which is you know which made you feel like you were on a on a journey um, now really good album really great album um, lyrically. Lots of strong songs about about relationships. Um, Violence. And islands <laughs> in a stream. Um, probably more likely in a fjord. But, uh, no, I, I, you know, really, really great album. There was, a, there was one thing I wanted to sort of just, just mention, and that was, uh, I think it's the start of Delirious. Yeah. There's that big classical... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah it's been bugging me for ages i think i finally decided i think it's from the score of star trek II: the wrath of khan okay okay so to have star, star trek II: the wrath of khan plus some latter-day Petra voice friend of good measure ping um <laughs> yeah no excellent album really enjoyed it
1: i go on <laughs> adored this record Yay! <laughs> yeah, i reckon this will definitely be my top 10 come in yeah the year. um yeah wasn't so, wasn't 100 sound on the first couple of no. listens, but third listen it, th- my third listen to it, it just all just clicked into place, and it as it, as you said it's it's in in some ways it's it's it'd be easy to kind of say this is a kind of synth pop album, but that does not doesn't really that doesn't do, complete it no it doesn't give it justice it's actually yeah. it's actually I think one of the most ambitious albums we've listened to in quite a while mm. so it mixes that kind of folk pop electro pop. And, like I said, classical music. And when I say classical music, it literally throws in classical music. there in on the song Memorial, which is a 10 minute song. Mm. After five, five minutes into that, and it's a lovely, lovely track. Almost an old fashioned kind of swan song type mm. thing. That kind of draws you in with its mel- 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 melody. And then you get this sublime orchestral movement yeah. piece of orchestral music that then takes over for the next four minutes before it comes back right, to, the the, to the main yeah. melody for the final minute and a half.
0: And the
1: fact that you just highlighted that was ten minutes long completely escaped me. Yeah, yeah, didn't feel like that at all. And it's it's, yeah, it's it's great. It starts off in that kind of almost choral kind of way as well with the opening track um, "Darlings," which is really short, short track. As you said, that kind of like jumps straight into kind of accelerate, which is kind of pure pop. Mm -hmm. Um, Very reminded me somewhat of um, Licky Lee, Licky Lee, whatever her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with added bangra. <laughs> uh but again as you said it didn't have the church organ towards the end of it which just mm. works just fantastically. Um, also there were the elements of it that were kind of very pretty, after you mentioned mentioned a soundtrack. There were bits of it that I thought were kind of soundtrack like. Mm. And going with our 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 recent, uh, recent over the last couple of years of kind of picking out artists that could possibly do a bond theme. Yeah. Ah, oh, ah! Oh. Delirious. It even has the, the the line, "I'm not the one holding the gun in it." Yes. Very good. <laughs> I don't know, it could, it's almost a ready-made Bond tune. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. with you. I, I thought this is a a great album. And, frac- and frankly, if any of our back catalogs even half as good as this, it'd be worth checking out. We need to devour it.
0: So that's Suzanne's son for for Spectre then.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ten love songs. <laughs> so we move on to the second album, which is Father John Misty. I love you, honey bear. Uh, Father Jan Misty is uh, Joshua Tillman, um, who originally made his name by being a guitarist and drummer in various other bands, including, uh, probably most noticeably, uh, Fleet Foxes. Oh, yeah. Which I believe he was the drummer for them for a while. Right. Um, Like I said, this is his second album, and it's a weird album for me it kind of starts off in the kind of of vibe and sound with his, his voice and kind of had me kind of almost thinking of kind of John Denver John. and, and Glenn Campbell. John. You know, is that kind of... Nah. you written John Denver down somewhere. No, <laughs> no, no,
0: no I'll, come, I'll come back to
1: that. But lyrically more kind of John Grant. <clears throat>
0: yes! <Yeah. laughs>
1: and lyrically, this is by far the strongest album of, um. the, of, of, the, of the podcast because the guy has got some yes. skill, skill lyrically. Um, perfect example uh, of this is, I think... Um, also, he's got a knack-knack for song titles as well. So the fourth track, The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment. He's always heard about back himself. <laughs> You've got the opening line of, I just love the kind of woman who can walk over a man, I yes. mean, like a goddamn marching band. <laughs> yeah. It is just brilliant. <laughs> uh, also, at the end of that th- thing, which, which is also right on point, it says, uh, we sang Silent Night in three parts, which was fun. Until she said that she sounds like Sarah Vaughan. I hate that soulful affectation white girls put on you're just thinking (laughs) absolutely we all said that man i'm glad someone said that um and
0: so that song he invited at the end he says and then you invited me to strangle you or something yeah Yeah. joke you strangle yeah
1: (laughs) so lyrically this album this album is really 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 good the problem with the album i think is that whilst the album is full of lyrical gems and it is good and all the songs go somewhere lyrically I'm not sure all the songs go somewhere musically. Yeah. Which is where it kind of falls down a bit. I, mean, I, think, I think the first half of the album is the stronger half of the album. Both lyrically and musically yeah. for me. Uh, the First four tracks particularly. Um, as it goes on, I'm kind of in and out. And I'm a bit kind of, hmm, yeah, sometimes that's fine, sometimes it's not. And despite the fact that my favourite track on the album is probably the one I've just quoted from, uh, The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment. Despite the fact that doesn't have a chorus, I think also I think some of the songs would have benefited from having one. A Bit more structure. Yeah. Ooh, crikey. Go. Which which is also really bad for me because any I write songs, they virtually never have choruses. Partly because writing choruses is quite difficult. Mm. So maybe that's why he didn't.
0: <laughs> maybe he didn't. I um I, I yeah John John Grant hit me straight away. In fact, the first track I think even vocally sounds a little bit like John Grant. Mm. Um, and particularly the use of honey bear, <laughs>
1: you know. Nice. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's a reference. But anyway, um, no. I, like, I was latterly getting getting more of a rufous or even a Loudon white right coming through in some of the tracks mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. terms of the vocal style. But anyway, um, I, I really enjoyed this album, particularly on a second and third listen. Yeah. It, it, you know, it needed that extra listen. A couple of tracks you haven't mentioned, um, the ideal husband. Ideal husband also great, regular lyrics. you lyrics. Yeah. You know, uh, let's put a, a bun in your oven. I could be the ideal uh, husband. Yeah, um, you know, which is very good. And and bored in the USA, which is quite funny. Which is quite funny. And it's uh, sort of again talks about structure. He does actually sort of structure the final verse in that with sort of sort of stand-up comedy style laughter
1: in the background. In the background as as background if he's pl- and yeah, it's is- a
0: statement. He gets this audience laughing effect, which is which is funny. Um, you know. In terms of, in terms of, you know, not having a job and and, and living in a boring house, and you know, and uh, the American, the death of the American dream, indeed, I suppose. Um, so, so that, so that, you know, that was lyrically interesting, but as you say, yeah, it doesn't quite come through musically.
1: No, you know,
0: uh, it, it it sort of it tries to. I can see it going sort of down the John Grant route to begin with, and then it sort of switches gear and goes more towards De- John Dent the other John John Denver and then switches gear again and more into the Wainwright territory and uh, yeah so, so again, again. Just lacking that sort of killer punch I think that pretty much sums up lacking
1: mm-hmm. that punch yeah. so we move on to the second album from Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds uh, uh, yeah Chasing Yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was going to make some snide comment there but I'm not going <clears throat> Chasing Yesterday uh, yeah as per usual, all songs written and composed by Mr. Okay, G. Okay. Uh, so, what do we think of his uh, current influences?
0: Oasis. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the opening to Riverman, surely, if there was ever a Wonder Wall rip off, I mean, I know.
1: the man's entitled to. Exactly, yeah. I don't know if anyone's We'll, gonna well, do we'll it. come to people ripping off themselves, <laughs> kind of. Like, like they're on the podcast as well, but yeah.
0: Yeah, um, fair enough. But. Uh, <laughs> Now, again, this album t- took a couple of listens because the first first listen just completely washed over me. I thought, oh, my goodness. Um, it, like, I think another album that lacks a killer punch, this lacks the killer punch of the first High Flying Birds record in that um, whilst in tracks like In the Heat of the Moment um, and uh, I, it's, I think it's the right stuff, you get the sort of more of a pop mm. thing going on that he never really did with Oasis, but certainly on the previous album with um, What A Life had sort of big jangly pop. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, sort of classic pop tune, um, as opposed to to sort of your typical Noel Gallagher fare. Uh, This album sort of almost reaches those heights, but doesn't quite get that that killer punch in. Having said that, um, reasons to remember why you like Noel Gallagher in the first place, um, his abilities, amazing ability to just turn a simple lyric into something very enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, you know, I, I always wanted to get there, but I couldn't afford the bus fare. Yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, fair play. Twenty years on, millionaire rock star can <laughs> still relate to not being able to afford a bus, which is which is grand, you know. Um, so you do feel that the
1: mean not being able to afford to buy a whole bus. No, I mean, they can't afford the bus. It's a terrible problem. There. The fare for the bus was, was just too much.
0: Um, so you know, again, lyrically, it's kind of it does play to his strengths. I do think he is better yeah. now than um. he was in the dying, let's say years, rather than days of Oasis, the dying, <laughs> the dying years of Oasis. I do think lyrically is stronger now, so he should resist that reunion
1: temptation that no doubt come at some point. Well, um, and then come the no outcome, the fact that, obviously, his brother was pictured with a um, high-flying birds or access all areas, tag around his neck. Oh, his really? Way. All right, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's, that's fun for the press. They love that sort of stuff. Um, yeah I, i'm still
1: waiting i'm still waiting for his is uh damon orban uh, well, collaboration still, that's I, allegedly, still, allegedly they're yeah. still thinking of doing at some point i mean
0: there, there was a moment again i think it was i think it was lock all the doors of the girl with the x-gray eyes quite early on i think yeah a bit of a damon orban vibe that's probably more the girl with the x-gray
1: eyes which, yeah which which, which, quite, yeah. which kind of definitely a blur not, thing going on well the blur and kind of Ish. nods quite heavily at starman but yeah yeah okay yeah fair enough. um yeah,
0: yeah we're talking source material um so, I would as I was saying, I'd resist the temptation of a reunion. Um, I feel that there's probably he's probably got another standout record in there somewhere. Um, for me, this wasn't quite it.
1: Yeah, I, I know I know what you mean. This is this is quite funny. The thing I like, the thing I do like about Noel Gallagher emotionally, and it's it's quite prescient, I suppose, considering we've recently had the Blurred Lines case, is the fact that he's never been shy at. Uh, Borrowing an influence here or there. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether we go back to kind of get it on with cigarettes and alcohol or how sweet to be a, how sweet to be an idiot from whatever, stuff like that. It's always uh, been quite up front in yeah. his uh, borrowing from other people. And you say Rhythm Man starts with him borrowing from himself before borrowing from something by George Harrison. Um, <laughs> yeah. However... River Man is actually one of the better tracks on the on the album. And actually yeah. apparently Noel thinks it's one of the best things he's ever written. Um it's a really well placed track with a nice guitar and sax breaks. Uh, so that's that it's really really good fun. Um the other great bit of borrowing uh, is uh, lock on the doors which is one of the most is is the one of the most oasis like songs now that was an
0: oasis song but lock it's, all the doors. yeah
1: really rocky oasis, <laughs> oasis, oasis, oasis track. Did. but it kind of lifts both musically and lyrically uh, uh david essex's rock on <laughs> including yeah. using taking the line british girl i've ever seen which is common to both yeah. i should say that rock on but david Essex is a fine song in, uh-huh. in and of itself um as you said uh also the Mexican, which I also really like, which is also a good, good fun track. Do you know
0: how you know we, it's the Mexican?
1: Well, because it's licking Tone Loke's uh, <laughs> Funky Cold Medina. Exactly. <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> but the percussion from that. But if the Marvin Gaye estate or anything to go by, that shouldn't stop Tone from getting there and trying to sue. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, as you say, it's fine. It's it, it's, it's, fine. it's an enjoyable album. Yes. And, and, I, and I like the, the final track, which is the current single, Um which I've forgotten the title of already. Bound of, of the Mighty. Bound of the Mighty, Mighty Eye, uh, which I really, I really really like. That's a really good song. And Dying of the Light is almost the song that's been growing on me most, which is mm. smack bang in the middle of the, the album. Yeah. That's the last couple of days. It's a,
0: gro- it's a growing album. It's a grower, this album.
1: Yeah, it, and it's certainly, I was about to say it's no worse than latter Oasis albums, but that's doing it just justice. It's, it's yeah. better than most. of the, the latter Absolutely. Oasis albums.
0: Yeah. I'm still waiting for his um his his dance album that I've been waiting about eighteen years for as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not waiting for I don't know that what actually. happened to the androgynous and morphinous.
1: Yeah. But anyway, no idea. Yeah. Maybe that's an, that's the next one. Alright, moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Charlie XCX and Sucker. Um second album from uh Charlotte Atchison. Atchison. Hudson. Yeah, I, t- I told you I was gonna have a problem. That's an pro- H. Pro- I told you I was gonna have a problem with pronunciations today. Yeah, uh, I actually quite liked the first album, um, True Romance, um, and not just because one of the songs sampled heavily from a Todd Rungan track, but it was a, it was a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Both the Todd Rungan track and the. Uh, Song she's sung. Alright. And she's one of, one of these bizarre that that's kind of been bubbly, one of the classic bubbling under under, under people. Cause she actually yeah. kind of um, co wrote um, the Icona pop song, I Love It, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And then Fancy with Iggy Azalea, which had also become big. It seemed to take a while for this second album to actually come out. But then, bizarrely, it came out in the US at the end of November. Right. And it's only just appeared over here. And I should say that someone sent me a copy of it christmas time so i've actually listened to this album quite a bit so that okay. all, so that also affects my uh oh,
0: oh i see
1: my, my review of the album which might have been different <clears throat> on, a, on a couple of listens right okay. um so that declared, the way i say it, i really like this record i actually think it's one of the best pop albums we've reviewed on podcast um i think that's mainly because it appeals to two parts of my musical personality um You've mentioned what, one. one is the marina and the diamonds one
0: yes
1: uh because vocally she's very similar very similar to, yeah. to marina whose third album is uh coming out this week i think Right. so it might be a future podcast review and also there's a huge slice of shampoo in there as well shampoo and i loved shampoo
0: i remember shampoo
1: cheesy cheesy, cheesy. now do you know what i was
0: only thinking of shampoo last week could this be the reason why
1: quite possible had it subliminally crept yeah, it in may there. well have done yeah so, so I like that, and I like the fact that for the majority of the album as well, she, she actually makes a point of sounding English mm. as well. So it's not she's she's clearly targeting an American audience and global audience, but she's avoiding for the most part going for the Mid Atlantic vocal sound. Um, and it's a it's it's I think it's just a fun pop record. It's a collection of uh, you know enjoyable infectious pop records, bit of guitar, bit of this, bit of that, um, without getting kind of overly bogged down by any one particular style. Um, So I like really kind of cheesiness of things like London Queen when she's talking about going to, living in America and stuff, um, which is just kind of one of her rockier tracks, if you like. Um, Some great, just pure pop songs, Boom Clap, which was a big hit earlier on in the year and late last year in the States. Mm. Which I think is just a great pop song. Yeah, doing it, which is the current current single. Which I read one brilliant review of it as a single when it when it came out, which might have been the Guardian, where the comment was, uh, "This song even manages to survive the presence of Rita Ora on yeah, it," yeah. <laughs> which I thought was a bit cruel to Rita <laughs> Ora, to be fair. Uh, it's a good song though. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, it's a great pop song.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think there's, there's even the ba- even the less less good songs on the album are pretty good. And at the end, you've got "Need Your Love." Which is pure kind of fifties, sixties mm. girl pop kind of thing, which was and that was kinda of co-written by the bloke from um oh I going to forget what his name is. Uh well where he's from. Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Rostrom, whatever his name is. Uh and also Weezer's Rivers Como is uh, co wrote one of the tracks as well, and the one that sounds strangely enough, a bit like Weezer, uh, hanging around. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so basically it's a fun pop record yeah simple as that really
0: yeah now in green tie um i it, it, again i took me a couple of lessons. I obviously you've had several more um but but yeah it took me a couple again cu- took me a couple of lessons. but actually once i got i got into it and found my pop roots you'd think this would appeal to me more perhaps than than you mm. actually no no i, I, I yeah yeah um, i'd sort of take take issue perhaps with it being the best pop album we've reviewed for a while but it's certainly up there in terms of pop albums that we've reviewed recently. Hmm. Um, uh, Gold Coins made me laugh because it's obviously reaching up and grabbing the gold coins. There was a video game reference (laughs) in there, which I I really enjoyed, uh, which wasn't obvious at first. And then, um, and uh, again, lyrically, very clever in places like London Queen, Body of My Own. um, Quite, quite good. Breaking Up, another favourite of mine. Yeah. In terms of, you know, you know, look at me, I'm so popular, look at you, you're on your own. yes (laughs) yes get dickhead
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> I'm a strong girl yeah fuck you sucker yeah exactly <laughs> exactly
0: so um you know good 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 cheesy pop
1: um in that respect
0: um nothing really to add other than yeah enjoyable record good pop album
1: right speaking of pop but with a country sheen yes we move on to a debut album from The Shires uh and duo of uh, Ben Earle and Christy Gooden or Chrissy Rhodes I think she performs as uh, from Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire uh, and they are one of two bands that are currently out, uh, they're both funny of uh, duos that have suddenly made a presence felt in in, in Nashville but are UK acts yeah. doing the country Yeah. Um yeah. So, does it work? <laughs> uh,
0: to a point. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to sound terrible. I think because often we say the reverse about artists trying to be American. Yeah. And when they have clearly got London accents, you know that sort of thing. Um, what a great country record. Something about the DNA of a great country record that is, is American folk music. And as as much as I did smile at references to to grey skies and village greens, um, and, uh, made in England. That's very very And, funny. and, and, and made in England as well. Um, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's something. I think it's more in the production. Really, the lyrics didn't bother me. It was more in the production. It's more of that pop sheen. It's just a little bit too smooth. It is. It is a very and, very polished album. It's a very polished album, and it's got that. I'm um, trying to find <laughs> how to describe it. On one of the tracks, I really felt. The sort of the presence of the kind almost x factor like sheen to Ooh. it do you know what i mean mm. that sort of sort of this has been properly produced um with with the uk in mind um i
1: wouldn't and, i wouldn't be, i wouldn't be surprised is it fair to say that i wouldn't be surprised to if we saw people on the x factor doing doing, exactly. doing tonight or friday night exactly. for example it, the two singles off this track the off the record that was it exactly
0: and it's and it's it's not so much the band It's more, I could see that being transplanted into a show like that. Yeah. So that just left me a little bit cool. Not cold, just a little bit cool. Um, So it's that smoothness. And again, what I really like about country, what I really like about the albums that we've reviewed in recent times, years, around country, is that sort of edginess. You know, that sort of, um, that life experience, that social commentary. Um, and when you transplant it to Britain, mm. I think something really does get lost in translation. Yeah, yeah I
1: know. am sorry. I really wanted to like this album. No, I know I do I mean. I, I, I had some of the same reservation. I think I probably liked it more than you, but I had some mm. of the, sa- the same reservations about the ov- overall thing-, thing as well. I mean, I think when it works. I mean, as you say, it's very polished. When it works, because uh, they harmonise very well. Yes. Um, when, it- when it works. Particularly when it's annoyingly catchy, on tonight I think I think tonight, tonight, even though that's a song we just picked out, it being in the kind that could be in there. So I think tonight is a brilliantly catchy piece of
0: yeah
1: pop genius. frankly it's yeah. just a, I heard it on radio 2 last, yeah. last 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 year and only heard it once. Had no idea what it was, and I was at work, kind of yeah. singing it, thinking, "What am I singing?" I didn't have Who a was problem this? with that. And Friday Night fits into that. The title track fits into that as well. Brave, or that's more of a builder. And worryingly, oh well, well perhaps not worryingly, but put the wrong phrase to use, but was it just me or did it just like, sound a bit like Coldplay?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, that, and I think that's As it, as it kinda of goes on, it's, it's re- dri- kinda of really weird. <laughs> that's what I'm driving at, I think. It just it was just too polished. With you know, it had it, it had it just had that that market in mind, that sort of Middle of the road feel to it, which um, I'm I, this is where where I sort of struggled. I thought I thought I just thought it would just lost something.
1: Yeah, I quite liked all I, I quite liked all over again and mm. Made in England. I quite liked because it because they were actually kind of as you mentioned they were kind of connecting about with England. So I like the kind of lines like you know, yes, I'm made in England. Nowhere I'd rather be. Rainy days and milking my tea, good enough for me kind of thing. And also, I only want beer if it's poured in a pint. And I'm only going to drink it if we're <laughs> drinking all night.
0: Yeah quite Weird, it, which i did like yeah yeah so i like that kind of thing no, the, the, i enjoyed that song
1: yeah there's a line about fish and chips as well there's which like, is also yeah there is funny, a line yeah. about fish and chips which must have people scratching their heads all over the world <laughs> which because of that i, I was thinking yeah okay that, that's, that's that's good that you're at least putting that kind of stuff in there so yeah. yeah we may be we may be going to america and try and get this american thing but we're the fact and also the fact the name the fact they've called themselves the Shines the the no, the no, which i, I also know. liked
0: yeah It's it's home county's country blues. Indeed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we move back to the late 70s, early 80s, and some classic rock. And as I said, the second album from Black Street Riders, Killer Instinct, um, produced by Nick Raskulinitz, or whatever his name was, who had problems saying his name last year as oh, yeah. well, who uh, featured twice in the podcast last year as producer for Mastodon's Once More Around the Sun and our album of the year, Teeth Dreams, from the whole city. Um, so this is essentially what started off as the remaining members of Thin Lizzy performing as Thin Lizzy and then eventually deciding they wanted to record some new music, but not using the name Thin Lizzy. Um, and they've said they decided to do this out of respect for Phil Leonard. Mm. Which may be true, or it may just because the lawyers from Phil mm-hmm. state estate said no, you can't. <laughs> uh, being, being the cynical person that I am. You're
0: too cynical.
1: Uh, anyway, either either way, so they made a first uh, album a couple of years back. Uh, since then I think the lineups changed changed again slightly, and now I think Scott Gorham's the only member of Thin he's still in the band. Um, now, r- the main Pits Are Him, Ricky Warwick, I think, used to be in The Almighty, and Damon Johnson, who was Alex Cooper's ex-guitarist, or one of Alex Cooper's yeah. ex-guitarists. And they've made an album that is pure British hard rock of the yeah. 70s, early, 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 early 80s, and very much in the Thin Lizzy mo- mode, I yeah. think. Um, the sound, it's a kind of sound that you don't hear often these days and probably haven't heard since the last Darkness album, because um, the Darkness <laughs> were also... Uh, pastiching that kind of period almost if you'd like um, but a rather good pastiche quite, quite often this is very very similar but at least they have the, the advantage of actually having an original member of the band, they're pastiching in their band um, but having said that I think this is actually a rather good classic rock album um, for me a handful of really good songs Killer Instinct, Finest Hour, Soldier's Town which for Lizzie fans kind of borrows quite blatantly from both Black Rose and from Over the Hills and Far Away from Gary Moore. Uh, and towards later, a part of the album, Through the Motions and Sex Guns and Gasoline, all ticked the right boxes for me. Um, in short, it's kind of an album that would appeal to people who, like me, grew up in that kind of per- period but struggling with any kind of like new releases from Deep Purple or. The scorpions or UFOs that—that the that you, kind of, you, kind of, you kind of buy or listen to and you kind of think, yeah, there's sell some okay stuff on there, but it's not really really doing it. Um, on this evidence, they need to replace themselves with kind of younger versions of themselves, uh, and let them get out and do it because I quite enjoy this record.
0: Yeah, I um, I didn't know that about the um, about the connection with Teeth Dreams actually, and um, I got a real hold steady vibe off the only track. Uh, the killer instinct and i think this would also appeal to to sort of perhaps the harder heavier
1: fans side of the side of the the whole steady well there is that kind of bar band kind of yeah i think lizzie always had that kind of aspect to them as well so i guess that would be
0: so so i would i would say that actually right you know based on what you said these guys have been around a long time but actually this feel this record also ironically feels quite fresh yeah. Yes, of course, it's a pastiche to a, an era of classic British rock or Irish rock, and yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, it's sort of a classic rock period of the seventies. Uh, but at the same time, this felt quite modern. It felt it felt new. It it, uh, it had, you know, it had um it had a fresh feel to it. So, so I wouldn't I wouldn't get too hung up on on the, the evolution of the band or where they came
1: from. Actually, it's quite an enjoyable record. Yeah, you know. It kind of raffles along quite well. You know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't particularly drag. No, not at all.
0: Um, not quite my thing, but, but, but nevertheless, I didn't mind it. And as I say, I got that sort of modern rock vibe off it as well.
1: Very good. So they're doing a good job. I'm sure they'll be pleased. Mm. On that note... Uh, well, actually, we should. I would say, what's your favorite album of the month? But I think we already know what what both our favorite albums are. I enjoyed
0: all the- these. I've, I've actually, um, <laughs> this has been quite a cathartic experience. I feel I've been more positive about all these records than, than you I really thought you we were going to be. <laughs> um, but without doubt, it's the Susan Sunfall
1: album. Yes, is, it is it my is. album of Absolutely. the podcast. Absolutely, uh, I, I totally agree. I think, uh. I, as I said, I'd be very surprised if that doesn't end up in my top ten. Come the end of the year. So on that note, people, you know which album to uh, stream, go out and buy. And we'll see you next time um, for some Todd Rundgren. Bing! You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.